The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. going on everybody welcome to another episode of the vile files bachelor hot goss edition all your bachelor fun fun stuff you know for those i mean hey listen i just want to give you what you want people joined by my loving producer chrissy chrissy how are you I'm good. I'm getting adjusted back to L.A. Yeah, back in L.A. I, I look forward to seeing in you in LA. person tomorrow in the studio. Oh, my God. I'm so excited to see you. That's going to be uh, that's gonna be great. Uh, great episode. We have Wells on. Uh, always fun to talk with my buddy Wells about his experience on JoJo season. Um, and as always, we okay, have, have some a crush on him. Uh, fun, loving conversations um, about the season and about life. Uh yeah, did you know who didn't have a crush on on Wells? You know, I know he's so cute. He's so cute. Um, anything else going on this this world, Chrissy? I don't. There's not a lot of hot goss. Not not a lot of hot. There's not a lot of hot goss. Slow times. Hot goss makes me laugh. That that name. I don't know why. Slow, slow times in Bachelor World. Slow times. Well, the most thing they're talking about is Claire season. It looks like they're ramping they're, up. Yeah. Yeah, they're looking like they're starting to do it. And I'm hearing that, like, they're having, like, all these people are having to do, like, multiple COVID tests, like, every other day just to make sure that everyone's fine, like, who's working on it. I mean, they're clearly like, uh, going to be extra cautious and extra safe, as they should. And, yeah. um, I'm, and excited no travel. To, I'm excited to see Claire's season kick up. I, I, I will say that's going to be a very interesting element. I don't think as a viewer you're going to really notice it too much. Like I don't feel like it's yeah. going to change the show, but I think it's it's going to make the guys even more stir crazy. I think yeah. it's going to be very dramatic as a result of like just being locked up in a house. The same, you know, because can you guys like not leave? Can you like not leave at all? Like if you're like, I mean, I don't know like, what they're like, going to do. Yeah, but typically you're like it's like you're in a hotel, but it's prison, and you can't like even leave the hotel. You can't even like go downstairs to the gift shop. You just got to stay not, in the room, like without not without people. an not without an escort. Again, they'll like for the most part no. I mean, it's yeah, you can't just roam free or or you know go. Well, anywhere. maybe people are used to quarantining, so it won't be that bad. <laughs> Um, maybe they'll be like yep we're used to this stuff so that's what we're gonna do I, I think it's gonna be an interesting element I think it's gonna be more pressure cooked and it's gonna cause more more drama for sure um, and I think uh, that will be uh, a good thing for a viewer I mean I don't know how much for the guys uh, your friend Becca had a baby Becca she didn't name it Nick which is disappointing but Franklin James is a solid strong name we it's obviously want to wish congratulations to her um and uh pretty pretty cool um her young little family that she's she's growing very beautiful family um and I've met her uh is she engaged or is it just her boy I think it's just her boyfriend great guy great yeah great guy I, I've met him really stand up 
really great guy. So I've really gotten to enjoy becoming friends with Becca and definitely wish her uh, congratulations for sure. Um, yeah. yeah. Anything else before we, we jump on to, to Wells? No, I think that's it. It's like, it's like, it's a, it's a slow week in the bachelor hot gas. That's fine. Uh, well, you'll, fine. you guys will enjoy uh, me and Wells, I think, because you know, we're just lovable guys who like know. to talk, you know, Wells is a little bit more lovable, but, uh, other than that, uh, we have an amazing episode tomorrow with uh, Trent Shelton. Uh, you will really enjoy that. Uh, Trent is a uh, former NFL football player, but more more known for his motivational speaking and as an author and just uh, a, a great guy on the internet giving some very positive messages about uh, overcoming adversity and a bunch of great things. And he, you know, we, we talk a little bit more about black lives matter, um, as, as a black man himself about, uh, about his perspective in life and, you know, uh, about what, uh, it's like to speak to his kids about the, the yeah. topics going on and on how you might be able to speak to your children, uh, about it, regardless of the color of your skin. Um, I think yeah. it's always important to have these conversations with our, our, our young people of the world. And, yeah, it was just a really great conversation I had with Trent. I think you will really enjoy it. Enjoy it. I think if you're looking for something uplifting and motivating, uh, you'll want to check that out. And uh, we appreciate Trent uh, taking the time. And uh, other than that, let's get to uh, to Wells. Yes, let's do it. Wells, how's it going, buddy? Thanks for uh, hopping on this uh, week of I don't even know what we're calling it. Recaps of recaps. You're lucky. I'm busy, man. I got a lot going on. I didn't I, know if I, I could fit you in the sketch. Thank, thank you for, <laughs> thanks for squeezing me in. You know, it's funny. I, I thought about this. Uh, you've been on my podcast before. I always love having you on. And, and when we do these recaps, I'm trying to like, well, who should I have on for this respective season? And who would be interesting? Do I go back to someone who I haven't talked to? And Boy, man, like I'd love to have you on, but it was really low pickings of people I was interested in talking to from your season. I got to say, like there's a handful of good guys from your season, but there's a, a listen, a lot of the guys from your season did not age well. Like physically or just like, uh, no, I mean, I career mean, wise. <laughs> yeah, just personality as we got to know them in, in life. It was like, man, I don't know. Not the, the and I got eighth place, bro. What does that say yeah. about JoJo? And you had the best personality. What does that say about <laughs> JoJo? What does that say about JoJo? Uh, no, JoJo. I mean, uh, JoJo and I are 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 very cool and and very yeah. friendly. And uh, every once in a while, there would be some like questionable post by someone who made it further than I did, and I would uh, I would forward those things along to her and say, "Really, eighth place? All yeah." Right. As 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 a former bachelor, I I I will defend JoJo. It's just it's just. So many of the things that you've seen uh, put out there by some of her men post-show are just things you wouldn't be able to uncover, uh, you know, while filming the show. Oh, for show. sure, for sure. Also, JoJo has a type. Like, our girl's got a type, and I am not that thing. You know, she likes, like, big, coiffed, cool hair, like, abs, you know, to your butthole, and I got none <laughs> of those things, you know? Yeah, yeah, you definitely were not JoJo's type, and that's that's fine. Um, I remember, like, 
you know, I, I moved to LA as it, I just got to LA as Jojo's season was filming. And then I remember meeting a bunch of the guys and I hadn't met you. It was after the tell all and, oh yeah, because I was at the tell all to promote paradise. Oh, so I had met you. I remember meeting you for the first time we were in like a bus ride to like the after party. Yeah, yeah. No, but we hadn't met because we had met in paradise. But that's when I met most of the guys. Yeah. And it was it was the first time I thought, wow, social media is really taking over because just like it was such a different vibe between the conversations I had with the guys on Caitlin's season and the conversations I saw many of the guys on JoJo's season having and it was I don't know what it was it was such a specific just shift in terms of like what the focus was um and it really you know and it it ended up kind of taking form the way I kind of saw it that 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 night and just like you know like you you and I have become friends and you're just a great guy and and there's some you know I know I know you're good friends with Derek and he's a I don't know Derek really well but I know from the little bit I know he's a really stand up guy but yeah there was just a lot of I also watching this back saw a lot of guys I like forgot about and I like Alex who like really tried to have a YouTube career uh for a while I forgot about about him um but yeah, it was kind of wild looking back. It was there were some big characters on her, her season that uh, kind of fell off the map. It's funny, like when the quarantine started, Sarah and I started because we didn't know that they were going to do these like bachelor goat things, um, and so we were like, "This would be fun to rewatch all this back, like my season back together." Because I totally get it from like the perspective of like you or or like say Robbie with like his new girl. I don't know if he's got a girlfriend, but like, you know, that would be awkward. But for me, it wasn't going to be awkward because it, nothing really ever happened between Jojo and I. So there was no like, oh, I don't know if I want to watch this with Sarah. And we watched it back and it was it was a really funny season. Like as much as we ripped on Chad at the time, he made stuff really, really funny. I at the time uh, I got it at the time I I. I was annoyed and also like a little scared, I guess. But watching it back, I was like, he had some really good one-liners. No, it was kind of interesting about Chad. I remember because I didn't watch JoJo's season in real time for uh, whatever reason. I just, I just didn't want to watch it. Yeah. Um, and then um, I ended up watching it. So then I, when I went on Paradise and I, you know, I had heard about it. And when, and when I came back before Tell All, I was like, I decided to binge it you know? And, um, and at that point I had heard a lot about Chad, obviously. Right. You know, you, you see it on Twitter, you see clips and you're like, who is this monster? You know? And then I went back and watched it and I got to say for the most of the time I was watching it, just the character on the season, I was more or less team Chad. And like, he had a lot of great one liners and, the collective, like the, I remember that season at the tell there was like, and this happens a lot of season, usually more on, on the bachelor where it gets very clicky and they like name the, the cool group, the in crowd versus the out crowd. And it was evident on Jojo season, some like the guitar singing thing, which like whatever, but it was just very bro -y. Dude, they had a name. They had a yeah. fucking name. It was called the Rose boys. Yeah. 
And Let's... if you were a rose boy, that means you were in the rose <laughs> garden. I can't. They would yeah. say, I remember it. I, I was like, they were like, proudly. You're not, yeah. They're like, you're not in the Rose Garden. I was like, motherfucker, I don't want to be in that. Sounds so who, lame. Who is, who is, who is part of the Rose Boys? Oh, it was, it was, I think it was Jordan. I think it was Robbie. I think it was Chase. Uh, Luke wasn't in there. Uh, who else was in it? Alex was in the Rose Garden. I that, that's what it was. It was it was. Are you in the rose garden? And I was like, I don't want to be in the garden. That sounds. <laughs> what what are we doing here? Um, I would watch like Chad and Daniel like have a conversation for like a full hour by itself. Oh, and Daniel that was, was great. So like, Chad but and like together. Yeah, yeah. Chad made a lot of lot of great points. What was his? They they aired it. I forgot what was his his quote when he's talking about like West Side stories and like these guys. Um. I mean, like Chad had some like he was he said something before that I forgot what it was, but he point is he was really funny, and he 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 was uh, objective with some of the thing. Like here's the thing: it was it, it, like listen, it, the show is it is what it is. Uh, the producers, it's funny because the producers, you know how easy it is sometimes, and I have been a victim of like this the the, the scene where they had. Jojo and Chad walk in together, right? Because usually, like every rose ceremony, you're always just waiting for the bachelor bachelorette to kind of walk in, and and here everyone's like, "Where's Chad?" And then J- Chad escorts Jojo in, and all the all that has to happen is the producers just pull Chad aside, and be like, "Hey, do you want to walk Jojo in?" That's it. That's all they have to do. And then the, you see the guys freak out, and the guys, and it's almost like, do they have to freak out? And it was just like he didn't do anything. And then it, what was weird though is because like listen, but we all have had our Chad run-ins, um, and I, it's hard to like even defend Chad because sometimes he's done some dark things, and and we've had these interactions with him where you saw it almost like, and I think you almost saw the turn. There was a there was a scene uh, that they aired um, last night where Alex is talking to Chad. And it seems like Chad's just kind of fucking around, like Chad's doing his thing. And then all of a sudden Chad goes, no, man, fuck you for real. And you saw like the dark Chad, like there was like the darkness and that is Chad come out where it was like, here's most of the stuff he was doing. The piss guys off was a shtick. And then he got really mad when the guys were like calling him out for it like i think chad almost almost felt like he was there to play a role and the guys knew he was there to play a role and everyone's going to kind of go along with it it was kind of a weird thing i don't did you notice that uh looking back or watching it or, or even in the house yeah I th- honestly i think he was more adept of making reality tv than a lot of us I, you know i had come from the radio world so i could see how things were supposed to be produced and how they wanted things to look um, and so I think I was a little more like an understanding of like what was going on other than like Alex, Alex, like really took offense to all of it, but it was also personal for Alex because they both were Marines and he felt that he was like sullying the name of like all the people he fought with. And, you know, was Chad, in, was Chad in the military? Yeah. And yeah, like one of the lines was like, you make, you know, you're a disgrace to the Marines or whatever. I don't, I, I don't even know if that made air, but it was a, it was like a storyline. Um, I, 
to be honest, like the, the truth of the matter was, is that Chad was really funny. He was also going through a lot, like his mom had just died. So like, he was just kind of all yeah. over the place. But the truth of the matter is the guy is not a, not a great drinker. And so what would happen was, is that he was fine. Then he'd have a couple of drinks and then he would turn into like a different thing. And I, I think, and I hope yeah. that he has realized that and kind of changed his ways because, you know, there, there are those types of people who are just like, are not great at holding their liquor. And when you're that big and kind of scary, uh, it's, it's worrisome when you're filming a television show. So that's kind of where we were on it. Hey, Nick, how are you sleeping? I am sleeping amazing, Chrissy. I'm so glad you're here. Listen, I've, uh, I got my Helix mattress. I took the quiz. I'm a side sleeper for those of you, if, in case you were curious of how I sleep. And, um, I require a medium, a medium firmness for my body because before, whatever I had before, I don't know, I would sleep on my side and throughout the night it would get stiff. I don't, I don't know how else to describe it. And ever since I've been using my Helix mattress, uh, it's been incredible. Again, I got the, the, the medium, the medium. So whether you are a side sleeper, back sleeper, stomach sleeper, uh, whether you prefer soft, medium, firm kind of texture, uh, Helix mattress has it all. Uh, and again, you just go on. I, I went on their website. I took a real simple two-minute quiz. They matched uh, my needs to the mattress that they have. And ever since then, I've been sleeping like a baby. Uh, you don't have to take my word for it. 2019, 2020, they were named Best Mattress by GQ and Wire Magazine. Um, they have a 10-year warranty, and you get to try it for 100 nights risk-free. They'll even pick it up if you don't like it, but you will. You'll love it. Uh, but just know that you have uh, the ability to try it with uh, uh, the comfort and peace of mind that either way, it's going to be a win-win. So right now, Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash V-I-A-L-L. That's helixsleep.com slash V-I-A-L-L for up to $200 off. I got to say, I, I've, uh, I've been holding out on the old teeth whitening uh, game uh, for years. I just, I just didn't want to do it, but uh, I've been drinking too much coffee. Shame, shamefully, my, my teeth have gotten a little bit more stained over quarantine. I decided, hey, you know, I'm going to do it. I did a bunch of research, and I landed on the In the Glow Teeth Whitening System by IntelliWhite. Uh, it's absolutely amazing. They got this new purple light, which, I mean, whatever. It's got a new color. But the good news is is that uh, the purple light is newer, better technology. It's safer, faster, and better at breaking up dental stains than the outdated blue light you see out there on the market. Uh, yeah, better for your enamel. Better for enamel. Zero sensitivity. I say one, I, I, I whitened my teeth years ago. I, don't, I forgot what I used. It was like these strips, and it made my teeth very sensitive to like cold and hot. I've been using this for weeks now. No sensitivity. Bam. None. And my teeth uh, are looking great. Um, <laughs> I mean... Mine are uh, What's up? They've, uh, IntelliWhite has whitened over 2,000 smiles and is the winner of Best Teeth Whitening Product of 2020 by OK Magazine. So great endorsement there. It's incredibly easy. I just... Light it up, put it in my mouth. I'm watching Netflix. I'm doing laundry. I'm doing dishes. Uh, I'm doing. It's the first time I've ever multi, multi successfully multitasked in my life. I'm actually doing something with my teeth while getting errands done. It's incredible. So for those of you at the dentist, for those of you who aren't good at multitasking, bam, now you will be. It's affordable. It's wonderful. Right now, our listeners can get fifty dollars off their IntelliGlow teeth whitening system. But you have to go to tryindiglow.com and use promo code V-I-A-L-L. That is tryindiglow.com and use promo code V-I-A-L-L. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And then, you know, I experienced that on the first night of paradise when... And it was interesting because, like, even after that, there were... 
I had a moment where Chad even reached out on Twitter and was kind of gracious and nice. And I was like, yeah, cool, man. And I'd seen him in person and like, uh, he seemed fine. You talked to him and then all of a sudden he'd have these like spats where all of a sudden like, you know, Chad's attacking people on Twitter and seemingly just trying to get you to react. Like he didn't matter like what he had to say, you know, um, some people, like, I remember Ben reacted once and I remember texting him like, you got to not do that, man. Like that's literally what he's trying to get you to do. Um, but, uh, I mean, I guess Chad's doing, he's trying to be a porn star now. So that's, that's something he's leaning into his, it's like fans only account. Is that what it is? I think is so. It, uh... I saw an interview where he's basically like, I want to move to Vegas and be a porn star. Yeah, I think he wants to wants to buy a house and call like the porn palace and then like just film porn there. And you know no. what? Like go for it. I got to assume the show did not uh ask him to come on cuz I'm assuming he would have wanted to. I was disappointed. I would have wanted to see Chad on uh, have a little interview with Chris Harrison. Yeah, I know. I don't well, you know, after Paradise when he told he said fuck you Chris Harrison and you sitting with your robe and your mimosa sort of, which is again, great line. Uh, I don't know if Chris wanted to talk to him. I don't know. It would have been compelling. It would have been uh, compelling, but I, I hope Chad's doing well. I, I hope, uh, I know there were some scary reports out there not too long ago. So from a mental health standpoint, I hope he's doing fine. And I, you know, we do wish him all the best. Yeah, I just hope he's happy, man. Like, I, I never really had a thing against Chad. He was never really mean to me. I mean, he did, ha, has gone off on me on Twitter, but, like, whatever. That's the shtick. Uh, and I just hope that he is happy. Like, and, and you know, you, you can make fun of the porn thing all you like, but if that m brings you joy and that makes you happy, um, then I'm all for it, you know? so Sex work is the oldest profession out there, and... Uh... You know, he who hasn't sinned, so to speak, I guess. And you know what? Like, what's the old saying? You know, if, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. I mean, it, it doesn't get like you late. I think that's there's a lot of a lot of truth in that. Um, you were going to ask a, a question, and then I was talking. Have you ever sent a a dick pic to somebody? No, Wells. Have you? No, no. And then I don't understand why people will ever do that. Because you're just asking for it to get released into the world, you know. You'd be surprised how many how many dick pics a girl will get over like a dating app. It's like, hi, how are you, dick pic? It's like insane. Yeah, it's uh, this this even the past couple of weeks has like the internet. Um, it's been uh, wild to hear some stories out there. I mean, listen, have I have I been dating someone and and we've sent we've we've sexted? I've sexted. I'll say that much with with someone I'm dating all very consensual. And like a lot of it is just like, you know, as a guy, you're like, why would you want to like, you know, I don't what it's, it's, I seem so unappealing looking in that regard, you know, but I've, you know, I've had long distance relationships and I've had, we've, I've sexted with, with girlfriends. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, I got to keep it spicy. Uh, you never have. No. Sexted. You never like to talk dirty over sex oh, or yeah, FaceTime. Yeah. FaceTime. Like I've definitely, yeah, not over text. Cause that's just kind of weird. You read it out of context. <laughs> but like, I've had like FaceTime, like girlfriends that I've like, you know, been long distance with or girls I've been dating and you know, you'd you talk, you know, 
Like there's a sexting element. Yes, of course that. But I've never taken I've never taken my camera and put it on my wiener and taken a picture <laughs> and then been like, you know what we should do? We should send this to somebody else so they have this forever. What if you're what if what if you know Sarah's filming a movie? Mm-hmm. She's overseas. You haven't seen her in two months. You know you're working. You're busy, so you can't travel. And she's just like, babe. I gotta see it. I want to see it. And at first, you're like, no, no, no. But she's begging. Are you gonna? Are you going to deprive your fiance of your manhood? Um, and she's just like, all I want to see is uh, little wells or little big wells. I don't mean it's little. I mean, are you gonna deny your future wife? No, 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 I'm saying, what if she's bag? She's just like, I miss you so much. I miss it. I miss, <laughs> I miss little big wells. I'm going to go find a really well done, well lit, somewhat uh, closely resembling my penis on the internet. And I'm going to send her that stock photo. I don't believe you, man. I, <laughs> I don't know. We're not married yet. Maybe when we get married and she's locked in there. Then maybe I'll consider. You're really it. gonna say no? You're gonna say no? Yes, absolutely not. And also, she would never want to see a picture of my wiener. All right, no <laughs> one wants to see that. It's like that. No one wants to see it. No one does. <laughs> Even if if it's if she likes it, she don't want to see it. It's that Seinfeld quote that where Elaine's like, "A woman's body is a work of art. It's beautiful." And then a man's body is like is I, utilitarian. It's like a jeep. I, just used I to get around. Agree more. Um, yeah, but uh, I just you know I don't want to I don't want to shame the people out there who might you know uh, be in long distance relationships and want to sex to who you know if, as long as it's all just be safe. Know the internet is permanent and um, make sure you trust the person you're dating. Yeah, and if you're gonna be in the public eye at some point in your life, uh, Stephanie, get out there because that's just how it works. Uh, would your career go up or down if Little Big Wells made an appearance? Is Little Big Wells up or down in this <laughs> hypothetical situation? <laughs> oh, man. Um, speaking of dicks, uh, have you talked to James Taylor in a while? Um, I have not talked to James in a while. James and I were, were really, really close. Um, and... And then he just he got really political, and that's just like not my thing. Just in yeah. general, like just speaking about politics in general is, and I, I think it goes back to my uh, my radio career. I remember a, a one of my bosses was like, "Never talk about politics on the radio," and I was like, "Why? It's such an important thing to talk about, especially right now." And, and he was like, "the The moment you do that, you." alienate half our audience you've automatically pissed off half the people that are listening to you and not to say that like what anything james said has ever really pissed me off but it was just kind of like off-putting it's just like i don't understand and everyone should and deserves to have a voice but i don't know if like just for myself in general i don't know if anyone's coming to wells the wacky morning show dj for like hard news and like 
politics, you know? Hey, listen, people, uh, I've said it before, I'll say it again. Make sure your indoor air is clean and fresh and safe and doesn't have toxins that come from things like candles, air plug fresheners, uh, Febreze, air spray, you know, aerosols full of toxins, chemicals. Try essential oils. Uh, they are toxin-free. Uh, they come from this earth. And, you know, not every essential oil is created equally. NHOils.com, Natural Habits Essential Oils, is uh, my company. Uh, we are USDA Organic Certified. We are very proud of the quality of our oils. Uh, as you know, uh, I founded it with my sister, Maria. We specialize in blends. Uh, we keep it real simple for the average user. So whether you're suffering from headaches and want some help with that and want to do non-invasive approaches to that, uh, just want to have have a better time relaxing. I, you know, again, this is the aromatherapy of it all. So you can put in a diffuser with our pure essential oils, or we have another roll-on form that's diluted with a whole a whole oil, so it's safe to put on your skin. So Nick, I use your ro- the roll-on all the time. I have it in my purse, but I carry it with me all the time because I get headaches so much, and I really think that the blend makes such a big difference. I used to just use peppermint oil, but I really, really, really am just not saying this. I use it all the time, and I think like adding the wintergreen in there makes such a big difference, and it really helps. And if I put it on the back of my neck. And then a little bit on my temples and a little bit on my wrists. It helps my headaches so much. Yeah. So if, again, if you're looking for non-invasive approaches to dealing with headaches or stress or sleeping and just helping relax, uh, try essential oils. Uh, you won't regret it. It's certainly changed my life. I think it'll help change yours. Uh, try it out and uh, use promo code Chrissy, K-R-I-S-S-Y, com for 25% off. I got to ask though, because um, like lately with the times that we're in, I've tried to be topical and for reasons where like, okay, I have this platform. I want my show to be thought provoking, interesting. I don't want it to be political. In fact, we've talked a lot about um, the idea and the ability to talk about topics without politicizing them. It's hard to do. Hard to do. Um, Have you tried that at all or do you always try to, you know, keep it, pretty light just through conversations because yeah like the problem i have you know and i know you're referring to james taylor is that he leads with a topic immediately politicizing it you know uh, calling out a certain uh, side if you will and the left or the right thinks this way or that way as opposed to let's talk about this topic and then you know figure out how it aligns with your views after you for yourself decide how you feel about it um and that that can be a challenge because because things are so politicized, even when you attempt to talk about a topic, uh, people will hear the political a- argument they've probably already heard or someone's told them what to think based off their politics. Yeah, I mean it's a tough time. <clears throat> I mean on on YFT we got a lot of a lot of like angry listeners because we we didn't really talk about it a whole lot. And my argument in the beginning was that podcast is about our favorite things, just like the things that we like to binge on TV or the music we like listen to. And it's kind of like a sojourn from the, all the bad that's in the world. And to like all of a sudden pivot, I think would be like against like the, um, the spirit of the show. But I also understand where people are coming from in terms of like, you have a big microphone, you have a lot of ears, you need to use that power for, for good. And I, and I totally understand that it's, 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 the problem is that you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. And we're all walking this like really, really fine line, especially someone like me who is a privileged white person, you know? Um, and I, and I have, I, I know what I am, you know, like I, I'm very self-aware. And so I, 
I've been trying to use this time to really listen and learn and make sure everyone knows that like I'm an advocate for the change that we need to see. But also, I don't think it's time for it's not a great time for me to speak out because I'm still learning about everything. And I also think that there needs to be some bandwidth and there needs to be some space for the people who are super educated and can speak eloquently about the situation um, to talk, if that makes any sense. This whole it's so weird. I was thinking about this the other day that this this quarantine, this COVID-19 is obviously horrible. And my heart breaks for like all of those people out there who are getting sick and who are dying and, and all that stuff. But it has, I'm such like a silver lining guy and this is going to create change inevitably. Right. And Mm. in the first part, it was, we have all been so cavalier with our health for a very long, for a hundred years or whatever, since the Spanish flu. Right. We all walk around, we hug each other, we kiss each other, uh, we send dick pics, apparently. Uh, you know, and I think that this is, the, fir- the first iteration was, we need to change, like, our ways about, like, how we travel and how we greet people and maybe even, like, how we work. Like, we, a lot of people can work from home, you know, like, or don't have to be all piled in together, you know? And that was the first thing where I was like, we're going to see some change, I think, for the better because of this going forward. And then the other thing with, obviously, with the Black Lives Matter, everyone is not really doing a whole lot. So it's actually giving people, normally, if this, if this movement happened while everyone was at work, people would be really, really consumed with still going to work and doing the normal things. But because we're all kind of stuck at home and we're quarantining in, in safety, it's giving people opportunity to sit and think and really, really try to decide how they feel about and what they need to do. And I think that that is a good thing. It's, it came along at a weirdly opportune time, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I think it's been overall net positive with hints of, I mean, I, I will say, I think my mental health has been at an all time low recently. Yeah. Um, me being a heady person, uh, I haven't, had a ton of human interaction with quarantine. I mean, I've hung out with friends. You go on walks and it's just people are that much cautious about interacting and I get it. And it's just like, I've spent way too much time on my phone, way too much time on the internet. I think the internet's been as toxic as ever. Um, and, uh, yeah. So I think, um, it's, it, it with everything, there's a balance, but you're right. I think this it's especially from a black lives matter standpoint, it's definitely given a lot of time for people to reflect. And I think you and I text a little bit about it where you're seeing people like our parents or other friends, people we grew up with. Again, we all, you know, even if we were all conservative, you know, we don't never thought of ourselves as racist or anything like that, but we've, I think I've seen more and more people in my circles of, of life, people willing to recognize that maybe there's been some ignorance in our lives of privilege and the privilege of not having to really take the time to consider outside point of views. I think that's been really net positive and certain people being like, you know what, I guess, yeah, maybe I need to like take a step back and look and, and, and just reassess how I've, I've thought without the, without getting defensive about 
acknowledging that I've been ignorant before. And I think that's a, a really positive thing. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the problems that white privilege comes with is it's one of those things you don't know what you don't know, you know? How could you ever know that you have white privilege because you've never been deprived of it, you know? You've never been, like, harassed by police officers constantly or something. You've never lived that, so you wouldn't know that that's a thing, you know? And so now that it's, it's being, you know, this big spotlight's being shown on it, I think a lot of people are like, oh, really? That's what's going on? Oh, that's horrible, you know? Like, we need to, I didn't know that was happening. We need to fix this. And I think that's the, the positive thing that's going to be able to come out of this, hopefully. I don't know. Totally. Um, over, over time, I, I think, yeah. And it's just really, I mean, for me, you know, I've had to try to, like, put my phone down because you just have more and more free time. So even in your, like, you run out of things to watch on Netflix, you just go back on Twitter or you go back on, on, on Instagram. And it's just, you're just, it, you're just kind of go down these rabbit holes. And at least for me, it's been, I've tried to, like, be less active and, and stay away from it. Or, like, you just get caught up in an argument and you're just, like, enraged. And you're like, yeah, that's fucked up. And then... You're you're just filled. You're filled with. I think a lot of people are filled. You're being more and more filled with anger sometimes, <clears throat> and then that's how we, we we project it on ourselves and our friends. And uh, I mean, as much as we've talked about Karen culture and 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 we're seeing these videos out there, I I you, I think you're kind of seeing this built up internalized rage that people are having and and not knowing not knowing how to um, deal with it. I guess. In a weird way, I don't know. You were seeing, you know, it's all maybe it's like how what what happened with Chad on the on the show to bring it bring it back with that. It's just like our ability to process our emotions and and frustrations really goes a long way to our our own happiness. Yeah, I don't know. We're it's just a, such a divisive time right now. It's really it's really quite sad. I wish that I I wish that more people could sit down and have rational conversations, but it just. Like you said, like everyone's just so angry, got to get yeah. nowhere. I think you know we can. You know, it's people like us, Wells, that just try to 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 do that and and take the lead and 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 see what and see what we can do. Um, any other takeaways? I mean, you you watched obviously. You were on JoJo's season to bring it back to the show. I mean, were there things about looking it back and going down memory lane and about your experience that surprised you or that you looked through at a different lens? Again, like your whole, you're, it's ironic that your storyline was the guy who never kissed to JoJo, um, which looking back is pretty funny. Uh, did, it, did it bother you at the time? I got, yeah, that's a good question. Or did it bother you being like the guy who's like, you know, I remember getting defensive. It was like, oh, you know, I was known for the guy who had sex with Andy and Caitlin and then the guy who also got dumped. So... If you oversimplify that, I felt like the internet, there was a lot of people, it's like, oh, well, Nick must be bad at the old sex thing because otherwise he would be engaged. Um, and that was my own, you know. So, like, did you ever feel defensive about, like, you're not kissing and, and what the internet said at the time at all? Or, or were you just laughing the whole way through? Yeah, I mean, the internet's full of stupid people. and Sure, but that doesn't mean the internet can't get to you. For, for sure. And, um, and yeah, that, I think they, it did get to me like a little bit, but the truth of the matter is, uh, it wasn't cause I didn't want to make out with her. 
it, it was more of like a logistical thing of I was really only on group dates. I was never alone with her. Um, I mean, you, you we did have like the like at dinner parties, you like go and talk, but there was never a time when it was just like just us hanging out. So I didn't really have uh, an opportunity. And then I think what happened was then it, like, we became so far down the line. Then then it was like, let's keep him away. Yeah, they made it a story. And what do you th- I mean, Mike, here's my guess is what happened. I think you and, and Jojo mutually didn't have a strong physical connection. Right. And then you were also probably a confident enough guy to not feel like you had to like make out with her or throw your tongue down her throat to like validate you be there. So you were just kind of passive being like, well, I'll just stick around and have fun with the guys and Jojo. Because that's the thing, like as the lead, you know, kissing people is a very taxing thing. Yeah. You, know, you, you only have attraction with two or three people, you know, and then the rest of the people like you kiss them because like, it's weird to like deny them a kiss. Right. And so I'm guessing you probably weren't overly assertive where a lot of guys, I'm, I'm assuming, and girls did it too in my season, where like there's the awkward, you know, using your Seinfeld reference, awkward silence, I don't know what to say, let's make out. Yeah. Uh, you're I, a good talker, and so you were probably able to fill that space with being like, well, JoJo, like, what do you want to talk about now? And JoJo was like, oh, thank God, someone can hold a conversation. I don't have to, like, kiss another fucking dude that I'm probably not going to engage with. And it was probably a gift that she appreciated more than was ever really uh, shown on the show. Yeah, I, that's probably right. Uh, we had good conversations and, like, really long conversations. Uh, my thing was... I just had so little time with her. And so when I did have alone time with her, I was like, okay, so what's your middle name? Like, uh, you know, like, what are you into? Like, are we even compatible? I, I was like trying to get to know the person. And then I, yeah. but my big problem was I really didn't like watch. I didn't watch like, uh, like Caitlin's season. I only watched Ben's season, um, of the show. And I think if I'd watched another season, of the bachelor bachelorette, I would have known that you need to be like more, uh, like a go getter attitude about making out. But in the sure. in the moment, I was just like, uh, I, okay, so is it, I get to go talk to her now? Okay, um, I want to find out about her family and, like, what she's into and, like, what books she likes and stuff. Like, normal things you would ask on dates, you know? Yeah. I, I don't know about you, but, like, I kissed Annie for the first time on my uh, one-on-one date. And I remember having a very surreal feeling about it because I kind of saw Andy as this celebrity when I first pulled up in the limo. I did go, I watched Juan Pablo season as I was going through casting and I didn't know much, but so like I wasn't, you know, I was very nervous about just like her liking me in general. And I've never, I I very much remember the feeling of that day very distinctly because I've never felt so shy about kissing in my life because it was just like, I don't know how this goes. And then once I did, I was pretty much locked in in terms of because it felt like it felt like I was kissing a celebrity for the first time in my life I'll be honest like it was a really weird feeling and that went away quickly once I just got to know her but at first it was it was really bizarre yeah I think it took a while for me to get comfortable with being intimate in front of so many people were you as were you as nervous? How many people are watching you guys when you're kissing? Like how many camera people? How many produ- like how many people uh, are around they're you? They're good at like hiding in a way, even though they're like they're good at like being in the room but being discreet. Yeah, but there's two there's two camera guys, there's two audio guys, and there's probably two producers. Yeah. Um but they were sur- I, I remember being surprisingly not concerned about them. Um 
Were you as nervous uh, when you went on your one-on-one with JoJo as the guys made it seem to be? Like, oh, his hands were shaking. Or was that bullshit or was that real? Uh, it was real, not because I was nervous. I was so hungover. We had just gotten to Argentina and we were staying in this awesome place and we had unlimited Malbec wine and we played poker until oh. like four in the morning. And I was, I remember a producer being like, you need to go to bed. You need to go to bed. And I was like, no, we're in Argentina. We made it. You know, and then the next morning I was just like, fuck. And then, you know, you know, they're like, okay, go get, go get dressed. And I was like, what am I doing? Like, what do I need to dress for? And they're like, just look cool. You know, do whatever you want. So someone was like, wear your leather jacket. That's cool. You're kind of different like that. So I was like, okay. And I remember I put on the leather jacket. And that was, it was a big leather jacket. It was a big, uh, <laughs> and it was Argentina and, and it was so hot and I was just sweating the, and it was just like lit Malbec liquor sweats coming out of my uh. pores and oh god and I, that so i wasn't i was just like whatever i think i also i remember like it was a couple of days before they're like hey what do you want to do for your hometown date and i remember telling the producer i was asking me i was like i think you and i both know we're not fucking going to my hometown all right so i don't know what what why we're having this conversation uh, you're doing it so everyone gets to have this conversation so no one feels like they're being left out but we all know i'm not going home so what are you talking about and I knew the timeline of like, we were in Argentina. There was like one more thing and then it was hometown. So I was like, I'm probably going home. Let's be fair. Uh, you definitely had the gift. I mean, such a gift to not. Yeah, I've, you knew you didn't have a connection with JoJo. I was definitely fucked with <laughs> Just because, because like, I, got- I really liked her, you know, I really liked her at the time. And I was just so fucking out of it. And it was all very... I, I was so earnest about the experience and, and, you know, partly because I had real feelings at the time, but like, I, I wish I will say, and I didn't experience, you know, Caitlin, the same thing. I wish I could, I, I definitely don't want to go back. So for anyone saying, I wish I could, but if I could do anything in a like, bizarre world would be to do the bachelorette without giving a shit. Yeah. <laughs> I got lucky on that in that respect, but also like, I don't, I never did a show where I really was like into somebody. And so I, 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 I mean, like everything worked out beautifully for me, but, um, it would have been cool to do the show where you're like, I'm, I'm into this. This is, I was always no. just like, whatever. No, you really, you really don't. Okay. You, know, you really, really don't. Uh, I mean, all I have from that is like when they re-aired Caitlin's season uh, of her breaking up with me, like five years later being like, you know what? I handled that pretty well and being kind of proud of myself and of that. But it was, uh, it took five years to get there. Uh, so I don't think you would have wanted to. I liked watching the Caitlin season back uh, to get to meet like young Nick. And uh, here's what like I would have been annoyed. We I had a cupcake on my show and I was like, how much did you hate Nick? And he was like, none of us really hated him. The, the difference was that Nick had done it before. So he was like, this is old hat for him. And so if you don't have to learn all the intricacies of doing that show, you definitely do have a leg up. And that's one thing that like I wish that like I had I wish I had known about a lot of the things. You know what's crazy though? They were so wrong. And what I mean by that is again, they didn't know this in fairness to them, but I truly, you know, I've said this I came for the girl. I was all in with Caitlin. Uh I fell for 
put it this way. I fell for the producer's bullshit the same ways I did on Andy's season. I didn't really fully understand the behind the scenes of it all uh, until after uh, Caitlin's season. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I really didn't have a leg up and I probably had a less of a leg up because I was so invested when I showed up, I felt like I was risking a ton. I knew I was coming in, uh, as a perceived villain from Andy's season. And I knew the guys wouldn't like me. So like I, I came in like feeling very outmanned and outgunned and at a, such a disadvantage that it's crazy. That was their perception of me. Cupcake. Yeah, dude, he sucked when he went and in, in, uh, in, in Austin, Texas, he like pulled me aside and he was just like, I want to talk to you man to man. I just think you're here for the wrong reasons and you're fake and blah, blah, blah. And I just, you know, you don't seem like you're really thankful to be here. And I, and I just, I remember saying to him, I don't know how to be fake humble. Like, am I confident in my feelings for Caitlin? Yeah. Like i also, I'm not here to be in fucking San Antonio or to travel, you know, I'm not grateful, uh, to be here. I'm, I'm just like, I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like this whole, like, Oh, I'm so like, I'm so grateful to get on a plane and travel the world. Like I'm not like, I'm, I'm here despite all that bullshit. And, uh, yeah, I remember. I'll Why didn't you go in day one? Because I was literally wasn't planning on coming in. Yeah. But they weren't talking uh, to you about it. No, no. Well, because they had to choose the other, they had to choose between the two no, that, girls yeah. too. So if that, like yeah. Caitlin wasn't chosen, you probably wouldn't have like. Yeah, there was a two bachelorette. So when 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 they took Caitlin's phone away, the plan was in my head that hopefully the guys would pick uh, what's her name, um, Britt, and then you know Caitlin and I would you know hang out, maybe go on Paradise. I don't know. That was kind of my internal hope. And then the guys picked Caitlin, and I powdered for a while. And then they tried to get me to go on. Bachelor in Paradise, and I said to one of the producers, well, if the guys would have picked Brit, then maybe I would have come on uh, Paradise for Caitlin. And then the next and the next day I got a call from Alon, and he was like, do you want to meet Caitlin? And as you know, that was literally it. And then 48 hours later, I was in New York, and I had to first fly to LA, do all my testing. I was there for 12 hours, then I had 12 more hours to pack, and then I flew to New York. And it all happened in less you know, from the time I got a call, like 20, 40, 72 hours maybe or something like that. It was literally, I had no plans of coming. I was watching Jared winning a boxing match from my sales desk at Salesforce with no anticipation of, of coming on. And emailing Caitlin a bunch of letters being like, well, here's, you know, day four of me not coming on the show. I hope you don't get engaged and, you know, you know, all that bullshit. Oh, that's cute. I also like uh, that Ashley I was, was... Your road with Ashley I goes way back. I didn't know because I didn't watch that season that you two like went to the was it it was like some date right? That's how you ran into her. Well, that was my, when I showed up, and I think it was it's more funny from Jared's perspective. Jared was in the audience on that date. His sister was in town to watch him because she had heard they're gonna you know they had like a you know fans come to watch a date, and Jared's going for uh, for Caitlin. Um, and Ashley here's Ashley and her sister. Her f and I stand. I stood up in Jared's wedding. Ashley, his wife, and her sister-in-law was all in the audience, and he didn't know any of. He didn't know who the fuck any of us were. And to be in a room like that, right? To and have these people, you have no idea who they are, only to have them be such you know big people in your life. It's kind of a wild 
trip down memory lane. Um, but uh, yeah, listen, I have no regrets. I will say that, but I don't. Uh, it, it, it's come with a lot of like trials and tribulations and ups and downs where, you know, you fucking just easy, you know, cruising right along and all fun and games with Wells Adams um, shows up on paradise has like two days of being the bachelor on paradise. That uh, sucked. Yeah. That was maybe, yeah. I remember you stressed out and me, I'm like, uh, I remember was- what I, cause what I remember was, it almost felt like a tryout to be if you let's see if Wells could be the bachelor. Let's make him go on all these dates. Let's make see how many people we can make him or, you know, see how many chicks he'll make out with. And I failed that tryout so bad because I was like, this sucks. I want to go lay down. And they're like, nope, you got to go to another date. Let's go. Let's put on your jacket, buddy. Yeah, that's it, what it is what it, it's it's like. It's not it's it's not easy. Who are the you, so other than Derek and uh, Evan? Do you keep in touch with any of the other guys from your season? Uh, I went and visited Chase. You know, I don't know months months ago. I, what is time anymore? But I went and visit Chase to go to his um his bar, which I think got closed down, which sucks. Um, but not really like. I don't, yeah, Derek and Evan and you and Ben are really the only guys of the Bachelor world that I, and Dean. Dean, yeah, you talk, you golf with Dean. Uh, are uh, really the only guys that I hang out with. You know, it's it's funny because it seems like Bachelorette now seems like a lifetime ago, whereas Paradise seems much more uh, present to me. And I guess it's because I go back. You're still, you're still bartending there. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Jojo's season was, it's so crazy to think how fast time goes and how quickly, how long ago that when you watch it, like how long ago that was, or some of the guys I'm like, Oh yeah, I remember him or, and then there was a, for a while the internet got to experience uh, Rob and chase taking ass pictures of each other and posting on the internet. That was a wild time. You remember that? That seemed to, it seems to have slowed down for the better. I, Yeah. Thank, thankfully, that's that. That was just weird. That was when you knew that the likes weren't coming in like they used to, and then you're really having to do some weird shit to to get that like, you know. Well, they were just like we lived together, and then it was like there were these ass pictures of each other, and you're just like, are they? <laughs> are they? Who's taking this picture? And we it was never confirmed that it was like, but they were both like posting these types of photos, and uh, it was. Uh, Maybe for like their T-shirt company that they had for a minute. Yeah, no. And then Robbie went on Siesta Key, which I didn't watch. But I is he still on? Wasn't he also on Vanderpump Rules? Was he? Well, he date? Well, I I think he like like with didn't he date Sheena or, or something? something like that? I think he might have like been yeah. a guest or something. And then Chase Chase also went on an MTV show. Yeah, he went on uh, X on the Beach, which is uh, I gotta say, great show. You've seen it, okay? I'm, oh yeah, I'm, I was, I'm big into X and the Beat. I've heard Siesta Key was a is a very popular show. Yeah, I don't know if Robbie, I don't know if he's still a main player from it, but it's funny uh, because they made him, I think, to be the villain, and Robbie was never a bad guy. Robbie was like the preppy, uh, you know, collegiate swimmer. Well, was, you know what it was was it, interestingly enough. It's like. I've only met Robbie once and he was a nice enough guy with me. And it's just, you know, like his journey on paradise with Amanda. And then like some of his, I guess you could say antics that, you know, were made public from a, like a tabloid standpoint. And he was, he, he seemed to really embrace the, uh, uh, 
what what some might consider the benefits of going on the show and doing the club appearances and bar appearances and, and meeting fans and and that kind of seemed to cut, catch up with him. So it was more the he showed up as kind of the playboy. Yeah. That that um, which doesn't make him a bad guy. You know, like what is like we talked about this last week when Ben was on, like Olivia, like villain in Bachelor World is such a silly word. Um, but uh, yeah, I think Robbie came on as the. You know, why are you really here? Are you trouble? You date a lot of women. You know, you, you know, Robbie had cheating scandals and things like that. And I, it sounds like they leveraged that character of his to, to come on. And I guess when you're on your like third different reality TV platform, it, you, it starts, you know, wondering, begs the question of, of what's going on. Because it seemed like, a, like the guys from JoJo's season definitely seemed, uh, they're the ones who really branched out to different types of shows as more than any other, you know, like season that was kind of unique about that where you didn't really see that with any other season where guys doing potentially other shows and trying to like build this, whatever platform or brand by like, keep going on whatever TV show would. And it was always specific to reality TV dating, but yeah, I mean, I it definitely came at the forefront of social media, uh, paradigm shift it seemed you know and so everyone was trying to leverage everything but which which is weird now when now that's a problem i think the show has is it creates self-promotion but then it also creates uh not there for the right reasons that like i didn't go on being like i'm gonna be able to sell fucking diarrhea tea like i was not my thought on going on the show my thought was uh, this is going to be a really weird situation. I think you were, again, I've said this before, the guys on Caitlyn's season were, and Andy's season were much like that. Where like, and I think before, all the right reasons bullshit in the past was, was, was just that bullshit. And now it's actually a legitimate question, you know? Um, yeah, but you were also saying that you don't think Claire's going to have that problem because they already named a bachelor. Well, that's an interesting element her. that none yeah. of the guys there can be accused of showing up just to be the bachelor because they all know it's it's not going to be them. It's going to be Matt. Uh, but there's still paradise. Like there's still like you said diarrhea tea and there there's still plenty of self-promotion. And it's I don't you can't really fault the people who go on. You can't now get casted for the show without being curious of what, what opportunities you might get, like, doesn't make you a bad person. You know, it's just how you kind of handle it after the show. It's just the, you know, letting it breathe. And, 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 um, but yeah, that's just the world that the show created. It's not specifically those, you know, those people's fault. And I don't fault them for like trying to make something of the show. I mean, you know, Wells was in radio before, but everything Wells and I are doing are a big part of that was a gift given to us by the show that we've tried to leverage in, in different ways. And there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes it's just how you go about it, you know. Uh, any Anything else, uh, buddy, before I, I let you go? Anything you want to get off your chest? Anything you want to promote? Anything you want to... Uh, anything you want to confess to me? I don't know. No, I got nothing. I got nothing, dude. I just... I, I just want, I just, I just want to, I just, I want to go back to work. Can I go back to work now? I know. I need to, I need to do something. I just, can, can you check in on me from time to time? I worry about myself sometimes. 
Dude, you know what you need? The fucking Jimmy Buffett Margaritaville machine. I got one of these for my birthday. This is like not an ad. But this thing <laughs> makes the best margaritas. And it's all I do now. It's all we do is watch the news and drink margaritas. Here's where we are. Yeah, I got to stop watching the news too. I've gotten into a real news kick. Dude, I got to the yet. end of Netflix, bro. I got to the point in Netflix where now Netflix is suggesting foreign shows that have overdub because I got to the, I've watched it all. <laughs> um, you guys should do that. You guys should do those, like those shows where they have like the, the celebrities on the couch watching the, the shows that they're talking about. Yeah. Hey, you know, you should watch Wells. I just watched it. And this is the plug for uh, our show next Wednesday, not tomorrow. Uh, watch Disclosure. Have you seen Disclosure? No. What is that about? Uh, it's about uh, the trans world. Um, in entertainment. Yeah, trans yeah. world in entertainment. Have you watched the 13th? I'm assuming you've watched the 13th. Yes. Yeah. It's there's a it's a well it's a very different topic but very much like that in terms of if uh, I mean I, I find that when it comes to the trans world it's probably one of the topics I'm the most ignorant about in terms of understanding their perspective. It's really it's quite fascinating. Also we do have uh, Candace Kane is on. She's one of the um, um, trans women on there like telling her story um, and she is our guest next week um, so but it, you should watch it it's, it's it's really good I found it really entertaining you, I'm, I'm, you and Sarah would enjoy it so and it's not a, overdubbed it's, from a different language no <laughs> it's, in, it's, it's all in English he's in he's I'm in, in. yes <laughs> did you watch that 365 movie it's like it's like the number two show trending on no, it's like a it's basically like a softcore porn. It's chatting. It's like a, it's like a no. wait, what was the name of that? again? 365 <laughs> days. I watched someone like it was trending. And I started watching. It's really cheesy. It seems to be a bad movie, but they have like these hot sex scenes and like the lead guys. He's a hot guy. Uh, but it seems I think a lot of people are sexually frustrated because it's like it's a top three movie and it's like it's a dog shit movie, but it's. It's got a bunch of hot sex scenes in it. I'm telling you, the show you got to watch is Alone. Have you watched that? <gasps> oh, my God. It's like my favorite what's show. That? No, what's that? Oh, on History Channel. It's the best. Yeah, it's, well, it's the six seasons on Netflix. It's 10, like, ultra su survivalists um, get to take 10 items, and they drop them in the Arctic, and they say, okay, the last person to be out here." Win, wins a half a million dollars. Wait, what's this on? Where can I find it? It's Netflix. His History Channel and Netflix, yeah. It's on Netflix. It's like, yeah. It's like they go to Mongolia, the Arctic. They go to like Vancouver Island. It's insane. And they have to learn how to film themselves. So there's no camera crews yeah. anywhere. It's bonkers. They got to get a satellite phone. Done. It's, Thank it's you. I'm gonna, well, you watch Disclosure. I'm definitely going to watch Alone. All right. Um, Wells, I uh, always appreciate you coming on and, and chatting with me. And... Uh, uh, yeah, thanks for coming. It's always nice to talk to you. I hope to give you a hug soon. If I, I know. Possibly. Oh, that's so nice. I know. I miss, I miss hugs, you know? Uh, I, uh, I appreciate it, Nicholas. It's always good to see you. And bye, uh, get your house over here so we can be neighbors. I'll, I'll, I'll do my best. Thanks, buddy. Go sell some more ads for this podcast so you can afford yeah. to come over here. <laughs> Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, make sure to check us out tomorrow for our, a great conversation with Trent Shelton, author, motivational speaker, um, former athlete. And we have a great discussion more on topics about, um, you know, Black Lives Matters. Uh, Trent shares his story. 
uh, as well as, you know, being able to talk to your kids about it, uh, your peers. And, you know, it just has a very uplifting story that I think you guys will enjoy to make sure. And so, so make sure to check that out. Uh, and always don't forget to send in your questions at asknickacastmedia.com. Cast with the K for questions with Nick. And if there's nothing else, we will see you tomorrow.